Today on Karina and Kirsten Get to Work, we're talking about goals. Do you need them? Are they good? Maybe not? Let's see. Let's figure it out. <laughs> Welcome to Karina and Kirsten Get to Work. I'm Karina Hoyer. And I'm Kirsten Barron. And we are so happy that you've decided to tune in, listen up, join us for this fabulous episode where we will be talking about the ins and outs, the goods, the bads, and the uglies. Of goals. About goal setting. Mm -hmm. About the trap or the great gift that your goals might be for you. Right? Exactly. Exactly. I cannot wait. I cannot wait that I so badly I want to start talking about it immediately. Immediately. Let's launch right um, in. Lo- let's launch. Before we do, though, I do we, we, we do want to say that we are landing. No. Recording from the land of the Coast, Coast Salish people. Boy, wow, I botched that. There you go. I, I was nervous I was going to botch I'm Kirsten Barron, just to be totally transparent. <laughs> I was just one of those days when I'm like, She's going to say, I'm Karina Hoyer, and I'm going to say, I'm Kirsten Barron. Will I get that right? Can I, I've actually, I've done the like, and I'm Kirsten Barron. Oh, wait, I'm Karina Hoyer. No, I, it is possible to botch that. Um, I don't, you're not going to botch anything on this because you're so cranked up on caffeine. I am. I'm super cranked up. I'm over here with my like peppermint tea, mm-hmm. mellow as can mm-hmm. be. As you know, I usually am just calm, Karina, <laughs> calm, cool, and collected. And Kirsten has been up since what time? Been up since four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Working since five. Drinking, drinking coffee since 4.15. <laughs> yeah. And it's, you know, it's 12 hours later. I'm still drinking coffee. It wasn't because she had to get up for a flight or no, like no. she had to be at a meeting out of town somewhere. No, I just procrastinated. Ah, go back to episode 99. And had to giddy up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's hilarious is we record at my house in... Um, I was on a meeting until two and, and you were going to be here at two to record, which is usually two fifteen. Mm-hmm. So I thought I had plenty of time and I came running down the stairs to grab something. <laughs> oh, I thought you came down because you heard somebody rattling no. around in your kitchen. No, I had my earbuds in. They were on sound noise canceling. So I had no idea you were here. Oh, that's so I so came funny. running down the stairs and, I, and there's Kirsten's in my kitchen. <laughs> With all the cupboards open. I literally did. I walked in <laughs> and I sent her a text and I was like, Karina, I have to use the bathroom and I'm starving. And so I I know where like the nuts are. I know where the chips are. I found an apple. Like I literally opened every cupboard because I was so hungry. And I was like, oh, she won't care. Of course help I myself. Care. I think Just I, help myself. I think it's actually, I'm going to mark it down as the day that I no longer have to even take care. Like, I don't have to offer you anything no, anymore. I'll take care of myself. I'm just so pleased by that. And I also know what I can and can't eat. Like, I know, like, I know when you see things in the fridge, like, don't eat that because that's going to be for something. Yeah, that's part of dinner. Can you talk to my kids about that? Because that's Does their... that bug you? God, oh, my gosh. Are you serious? Like, Seriously. Yeah. I came yeah. home the other day and Baxter had cooked up an entire sleeve of like chicken sausage that was going to be an entire meal you know around this one it's mm-hmm. like a pound of meat mm-hmm. he just ate it because of first sauce yeah 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 that's I've just had it. thank you for not frying up a bunch of sausage I while i was say, on my meeting my kids have gotten really good at asking because i've always been like you know you, what did you mean you used the blah 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 what in the heck no that's but but thank you for helping yourself and also oh my gosh i feel so much better now thank you for lunch and also that other cup of coffee which i'm questioning now at this point i feel super good i can't stop now <laughs> if i stop now i'm gonna crash just keep it rolling until exactly. this evening and and um and i'm super excited to talk about this goal setting episode because 
We've had some tension about this. We have had some tension. Oh, shoot. Before we do that, we have to remind people, go back to the last episode, number 100. Oh, yeah. And listen to what Stacy, our sound engineer, put at the end after the credits. In honor of our 100th episode, she took all of our bloopers from before. Like, we turn the record on, but we don't start recording for a minute or two. Yeah. She took a bunch of stuff that... Well, really, we're just talking some smack. It just gives you a window into what we really talk about. I it's, think that people are going to be like, of course. Yeah. I think I've heard that stuff already. It cracked me up. I want to listen to but it. That's funny. Thanks, Stacy. It really did make, make me laugh. So thank you, Stacey. Um, okay, back to goals. Yeah, we had some tension around this. We did. Karina texted me probably like three quarters of the way through planning this episode and said, I don't know. I think we should just say, you don't, people don't need goals. And I was like, I think my hair just like stood on end and my eyes got really big. And I was like, what? What? No goals? I can't do it. I can't do it. Made my palms sweat. I got very uncomfortable. Well, and that's coming from somebody who's a self-admitted goal addict. I want goals. I I want th- I want to know what I'm go- doing. I want to check it off my list. I write stuff on my list just so I can check, check it, it off. Because it feels so good. Yeah. And so I really was like, how do we approach goal setting from some radical new perspective? Or what about And goals? I think we do. We do really. We are going to talk about the possible, the negative parts of goals, like the downsides, what you can make. And it was really enlightening for me to read the research from the Harvard Business School that we're going to talk about. Yeah. Well, it is interesting to think about, normally when we go to these these episodes, we try to think about the subject from a variety of angles. Mm -hmm. And And it hadn't struck me before I sent you that text that there might be a downside to goal setting. And I think it was born from my own anxiety about what is what do I want next year to hold? And mm. I can't quite answer that right now. And then I just was like, screw it. I don't even want any goals. And anyway, hence my text. So I, I'm really looking forward to. Um, <laughs> screw it. I can't figure any out. No, no goals. I'm just giving it up. I'm giving up. But last year, I think we were kind of on the same bent. Well, we talked about intentions last year and yeah. just setting your intentions because we talked about you're going to be somebody at the end of 2022. Here we are. Uh-huh. Who are we? Yeah. Right. And how does that compare to who we were last when we thought about those intentions? Right. Yeah. And so this is just like it's like the time of year. Mm-hmm. This and birthdays. I think the end of the year and birthday milestones. What do you remember what your intention was for 2022? Yes, I wanted to have I wanted to have fun in 2022. Um, I had some like health goals mm-hmm. that I wanted to, to achieve. And I had um, what I would call like different interests goals that mm-hmm. I wanted to achieve. Yeah. Which I think goals are what you want to achieve. Intention is sort of the spirit within which you want to yes. approach your goals. Which was I want to have more fun. Mm-hmm. And I want to do some different things, mm-hmm. right? And I want to look at my health differently. Yeah. Yeah. I had some intentions around adventure. I think I've had that mm, intention. You for live the last... with intention the last two decades. Yeah. Well, <laughs> not that I've personally witnessed that, but that's based on my general observations. Just based on all the bragging I do about all these adventures. No, it's take... just that it's really important to you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yes, it is. And. But also approaching the things that life was throwing at me with an adventurous, mm-hmm. adventurous spirit, mm-hmm. like new opportunities. I wanted to approach new opportunities as adventures that I would try and just like, a you know, whatever, a backpacking trip that I've never been on. It's going to be good. Or and it's yes gonna be to bad. kind of work that you haven't done before. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That was my intention. Um, so I'm going to experiment with that a little bit for 2023 with intentions. But this whole notion of goal setting and yay or nay. 
um, can sort of, I think I could go either way based on what we've read. If this is a very, this is not research or data that I was familiar with before we, before you sent me the article really and started talking about what happens if you don't set goals. Yeah. Which is like absolutely foreign to me. Or what happens if you do and Mm -hmm. it goes wrong. So Harvard Business School did a study in 2009 called Goals Gone Wild. wild. Goals love gone that. wild. Goals gone wild. <laughs> oh, it's like girls gone wild, but goals gone exactly. wild. Oh my God. I never even made that connection there we until go. now. There we go. Yeah. Goals gone wild. There you go. Mm-hmm. You see that you can actually hear the light bulb on my, in my brain. Audible. On air. Like our logo. Podcast. Yeah. I mean, you know, goal setting is one of those things that's really studied that people are constantly looking at how to influence goal setting. Like it's all over, mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's all over management literature, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yep. we've done, th- we've, studies have been done across all kinds of industries in all kinds of, in all the country, in many countries. Yep. And it's like, there, I mean, goal setting is like one of the things that's part of management. Yeah. In fact, the people who off- authored this um, Goals Gone Wild paper said advocates of goal setting have had substantial impact on research, management, education, and management practices. Mm-hmm. Like we've been told that you have to have goals by, you know, in order to be successful. Yes. Yeah. That's essentially what they're saying. Yep. But the study at the Harvard Business School came up with four or five things that actually goals create this negative influence or impact. Yeah. Which I was like, wow, of course they do. This makes total sense. So the first one is a narrow focus neglects non-goal areas. So if you set a goal, yep. your focus is on that goal. And so you don't pay attention to stuff outside of the goals. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. They're saying, especially for people who are goal oriented, like mm-hmm. me, like I just want to do it. I want to get the A. I want to do the thing. And so... I'm then focusing so much on my goal. I'm not seeing the things around me. And then, of course, many of us who listening who are listening have seen that um, basketball thing, right? Where you count the basketball passes and nobody sees the gorilla walk through the screen. Yeah, they tell participants count how many times the white people in white shirts pound the pass the ball, and a gorilla in a gorilla suit. Not real gorilla, a gorilla's person in a gorilla suit walks across the basketball court, stands there and like waves their arms around and walks away. And the vast majority of people focusing on the goal of counting passes don't see the gorilla. Mm-hmm. And so your life goals can also be that. It can be the white shirts counting passes and you miss the giant gorilla walking by that is the opportunity for you. Yep. And they cited, a, they in this study, they cite, it's like reams of paper long of all of the examples of these things that they, that they are saying can go wrong with goal setting. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved this one, that sometimes the narrow focus that goals create discourages curiosity and learning. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's interesting because if you're just focused again on your goals, you're not curious about what's around you. Mm-hmm. Why is that gorilla in the middle of the basketball court, right? Yeah. And that when you have, if you have too many goals, then you even dilute your focus across the goals, mm-hmm. right? So it's really interesting that goals can, this narrow focus can have really negative impacts. Yeah. And they did speak a lot about examples in the corporate world about this. How, for instance, if you are focusing on one goal to achieve sales, for instance, you're not going to necessarily also focus on quality Mm -hmm. or if it's number of customers or number of dollars, right? It's again, measuring, setting goals that measure one specific thing without 
Measuring the hole. Measuring the hole, mm -hmm. which is also then leads to another issue that they cite, which is a rise of in unethical behavior. Very interesting. And the examples were just going scary. on and on. Really and scary. On. Yeah. Like, um, oh, uh, the Ford Pinto is a perfect example of this, right? This was one of their that um the engine, no, what are they called? The people who design cars? Engineer. The engineers who design the cars were focusing on a goal of a certain, a car that weighed a certain amount and cost a certain amount to produce. produce. And they totally ignored a design flaw that ended up, you know, getting us the Ford Pinto, mm -hmm. which exploded on impact. And injured people. And it killed yeah. a couple of people. Yes. And it was interesting, too. There was a much less kind of less impactful result of goals. They talked about the Sears study where Sears used to have auto repair stores mm. and they wanted every auto repair shop to produce like $147 per mm. hour per whatever. And it ended up creating a result of overcharging customers. Yes. Because they were trying to meet this $147 goal. And so they overcharged customers. And so a focus on goals encourages a certain kind of behavior. Yeah. Right. Which can be unethical. Right. And it's interesting, too, because as a leader and someone, again, who coaches leaders, I've seen time and time again, not necessarily unethical behavior, but I've seen the goal take over, take over. Mm -hmm. And they, again, in this report, go on to say, if you're going to use goals, you got to get you have to be really good at set, like at naming them because of all of these pitfalls. Yes, you have to get really good at figuring out what your goals are and being aware of the the negatives, right? Yeah. The possible negative impacts of having goals, which really is something that I hadn't considered before. No, me neither. Yeah. Um, and I think I was going down this um, path a minute ago where um, one, again, of the things I've seen leaders do is like have the organizational culture really start to get driven by the goal. By the goal. Because you're telling your coworkers or your workers or your uh, this is what we value. This is what's important to we us. We value $147 an hour. So all the other stuff right. does not have value. So you just doing your best at your job is really not the focus. The focus is $147 an hour. That's right. So it's inter it was really interesting to me to think about when you set the goal, what kind of behavior are you encouraging? Yes. And what kind of behavior are you really discouraging? Right. Right. And I'm trying to think of personal examples of this. I mean, those are like really great organizational pitfalls. Oh, I I have had this happen in my life. Really? Where I have focused on a goal to the exclusion of like um, friendships mm -hmm. or family. Yeah. Like I've done things where I've said, well, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to exercise for an hour, five days a week. Mm -hmm. And so consequently, I didn't have as much time for friends. Mm -hmm. Right. And there were other things going on at the time, too. And I remember that was the year that I added friends to my annual review. Oh. Am I paying attention to my friends? That's why I have it in my, my weekly check-in. Am I paying attention to my friends? Because I found that my own culture of my own life yeah. got off balance, out of balance. Because of the... I was focus focused on, on these goals. I found that with some financial goals, too. Mm. Like, I oh, want yeah. to achieve certain financial goals, and so I don't spend that money on being generous. Yeah. Even when it, and I remember actually, you said to me one time, like, Karina, how many times a month are you, can you spend a hundred dollars and not, you know, and not have it change your life and not have it change your life. And I was like, oh shit, that's an interesting 
consideration, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. but I had got, again, gotten so focused on wanting to achieve certain financial goals that I just let, let other fun stuff pass me mm-hmm. by. Um, I think a couple of other downsides of goal. See, we're trying to convince people to just like do like I'm doing, just like, it's a free for all people. Just do whatever I'm the hell you not, want. See, this is where we disagree. I'm just not prepared to buy into this yet. I am really prepared to pay attention to the downsides. Okay. But would you agree then that, um, to, with the authors of the Harvard, Harvard business, school study i almost botched that too i'm the one who needs the caffeine would you agree that goals should at least have a warning label oh my gosh i love that (laughs) about that study right they actually have in the paper this yellow label that said warning goals are you know potentially dangerous (laughs) and they're proposing that you use goals like you use pharmaceuticals or drugs like don't take too much alcohol alcohol (laughs) or that too don't take too much alcohol but like don't take too much ibuprofen or don't you know what i mean take the two don't take four i mean really interesting like a little bit goes a long way is what they're trying to say it's an intervention that can be helpful Mm -hmm. but that it is possible to move you off course yeah yeah okay perfect that we can agree on that yes the data for for setting goals so yeah assuming like you're like me and you're like okay i really want goals in my life they Mm -hmm. really help me and i really enjoy the process of goals i enjoy setting goals even if i don't accomplish them i enjoy it right yeah so if you want to do that let's let's do some as i said in our notes let's do some excavating yeah on what like if you do want to set goals what do we know about goal setting yeah um i like how you say excavating now instead of digging in well i was making kind of a comment about my different you know my thesaurus my brain thesaurus <laughs> your smart brain yeah i know well if you do have a goal if you do want to achieve your goal turns out writing it down can have a huge impact so weird that is so weird we've said that so many times and it's still weird to me every time i know it'll increase the chances of achieving your goal by 42 percent, according to some smart people out there just by writing it down you can also increase your chances of achieving it by setting a scheduled action plan, plan, a schedule of actions to get to your goal. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So give me an example. Oh, for example, like I want to finish the first three chapters of my book by the end of the year. That's your goal. And that's my goal. And so I'm going to write every Friday between 8 a.m. and 10 a.m. And I'm going to send off my draft to blah, blah, blah to read it for me okay. on this date. Got I mean, it. really scheduling in what you're going to do exactly and when. Okay. Okay. And if you do that, you're 76% more likely to, to achieve, achieve your, your goals. goals. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense too. Mm-hmm. Also reporting back to somebody how you're doing and that's that sort of collective you you are part of a mastermind group yes is that kind of part of what you guys do we an accountability group is that what those are called it's not actually an accountability group but it does that because if you show up every month and say the same stuff over and over again Mm -hmm. you can hear yourself being like oh like, I'll never forget, like, one person in the group for a while kept saying, well, I'm definitely going to read the book next month. I'm definitely going to read the book next month and never did. Oh. So after a while, it's like, oh, she's not reading the book. She's not participating. And she ultimately asked, she ultimately decided to drop the group. Got it. Right? Because I think when you, so it does serve that purpose, although that's not the intention. But in my book example, sending it to the person to review. Right? That's, that's an account. That's accountability. Yeah. Okay. Got it. 
Awesome. All right. What else do we know about goal setting? So this is the part you're going to love. 84% of people do not set any goals. I know. See, Isn't there that, we go. We go back to that. According 84%. to what, who, who did that Harvard Business School again, mm-hmm. which, you know, and I want to be crystal clear. I haven't, I don't think I've ever like woken up and not set a goal for the day, let alone the year. I mean, I'm a huge proponent of mm-hmm. goal setting. I love your curiosity about this. Like I love your challenging the assumptions of yeah. goals. I love it. Thank you. I'm not comfortable. I know. But I well, love it. That's my thing. I like to make you uncomfortable. It is a little uncomfortable. But it is interesting. 84%. Here's the qu- This is something I have to read to you, though, listener, because check this out. The author of an article that was ta- writing about the Harvard study wrote this exact sentence. Although goal setting is important, a study by HBR shows or HBS, HBS shows that 84% of all people don't set any goals. Now, this is the part that I think is hilarious, which explains why most people are average. (laughs) (laughs) No, which explains why most people are average and only a small percentage are considered high High achievers. achievers. Okay, that person was not getting curious at all. They're like, "Um, no, duh. That's why not 84% of you guys are lame. (laughs) Yeah, I thought that was interesting. I thought so too. It's like, yeah, you just, uh, you, yeah, but it was felt kind of mean. It's totally me. I feel like it was, yeah, the 84% of people who don't set goals, well, you're just pretty average. Yeah, exactly. There's right. a reason why you that haven't succeeded. Good. And it's because you don't have a goal. It is crazy to me, though, by charting, like really acknowledging I'm going to be somebody and be some bit somewhere a year from now, you know, two years from now, et cetera. What do I want to have achieved? And, and answering that question for yourself and writing it down and having an action plan means you're pretty darn... Uh, you're much likely. more. You're much, much more likely, more likely to, to, to 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 achieve whatever goal you want. Yeah. So we talked about you know the number of people who have written goals, but only three percent of the people have a written goal and a concrete plan. Yeah. Like a really clear plan to get there. Those folks are ten times more likely to achieve their success than those who don't have it. Mm-hmm. The high achievers. The high achievers. The average folks. (laughs) That explains why most people are average. Um, Yeah. Again, if you want to just like be uh, leaps and bounds ahead of your peers, it doesn't take much. Just apparently not. Write it down. A concrete plan. (laughs) Write a plan. Right. But it has to be relevant and reasonable. See, this is the challenge that I love. Yeah. It's that you're 90% more likely to achieve your goals if they're relevant and reasonable. So I had a goal last year, not this year, but in 2021 that I wanted to learn how to do a headstand in yoga. And I did a bunch of exercises to do upper body strengthening. And by March, I was like, this is not fun. Mm. I'm not enjoying this. Why do I need to do a headstand? And I'm not sure it's reasonable for me at this stage of life to do a headstand. And then I met this woman, actually, who said to me, oh, yeah, don't do headstands. It's really not great for you. Mm. Like, it's really hard on your neck and blah, blah, blah. I had to stop doing them. So I was like, I just dropped it. It's not reasonable. It was not reasonable. And it was not even relevant to my life. Right. And it wasn't fun. (laughs) So I was like, get rid of that. Uh Uh-huh. Good. Which I did in March. That's good for mm-hmm. you. Yeah. It was good for me. That's a great story too because I... you try some things that don't work. Yeah. Move on. Yeah. Move on. Move on. So this is the part about goals that I find very interesting, which is the difference between men and mm-hmm. women in goal setting. Again, thinking about this uh, the, from a different angle. From a different angle. And I just, by the way, I only like to talk about statistics involving the difference of 
between men and women if it goes against the stereotypes. I'll be honest. Like uh-huh. sometimes I see statistical differences that support stereotypes. I'm like, yeah, I'm not talking about no, that. No, I don't want to highlight that. I don't want to talk about that. No, we're only going to bring up the shining or the, only or the interesting yeah. ones. Yeah. Right? The interesting ones. <laughs> okay, there we go. Just some just some honesty in how we cull through the data. Thank you for being honest mm-hmm. with an authentic for, for transparent with our transparent. So the one uh Okay, well, which statistic then about women and men goal setting did you like the most? Oh, the one I like the most, honestly, yeah, is that women procrastinate more about their goals than men do. Why do you like that one? Because I, I think men, I, I have a stereotype that men procrastinate more than women. Oh, I do, I do, and so I'm like, oh, procrastination, nice. Oh, interesting. Right, I'm like, right, that sounds good. So I like that one that women tend to procrastinate more. Yeah, and this is from a study in Leadership IQ from 2021. I like that women set tougher goals for themselves to accomplish than men. Yeah. That I like, I think it's interesting that men visualize their goals better than women do. Yeah, that fun. I find that interesting, and I wonder if there's some brain brain science. at play there. Even though we did in our working with men episode talk about how that brain science is not really helpful. The gender and really based, disputed the, yeah. and all the things. I but yeah. I again liked it so much that I want it to be true. I want I want there to be gender differences to, in our brains. And it would explain so much. See, I want there not to be differences in our brain because I just want to blame people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh, shit. That's hilarious. I'm kidding. There is just maybe a little. (laughs) Okay. All right. One more thing about women, Only in my lower moments. And thank you for being vulnerable on this show. (laughs) That is exactly what everyone needs to hear. Okay. Women actually have higher average number of life goals than men. So, yay, we win, sisters. And statistically lower average percentage of goals about achieving power, which I also think is a win. Yeah. Women are like, look, I got some big old life goals and none of and I and, and power is not necessarily mm-hmm. the most important thing. Yeah, I like that too. I like it too. Yeah. So, uh, okay, so where are you on this? Still on the no goals or pro goals? Oh, I'm all I just don't know how I can get off of pro goals. Okay. It's like I just recognize my vulnerability there. Like I'm just pro goal. Okay. How do we do it right then? How do we do it how right? How do we do it so that isn't we're not so we're avoiding all of those pitfalls? The blinders on, the lack of curiosity, the, the lack of learning, the concern, the I mean, laser focus yeah. and to, to the to the detriment of other really, really important things. Yeah. Right? How do we do it? So this is the thing. You know, I have when I talk to people about goals, they'll often say things to me like, well, I don't even know what I want to accomplish. And I feel that way myself. Yeah. Like, in fact, this past year when I set goals, I'm sure I told listeners this. I'm sure I told you folks this. I didn't know what to have as my goal this year for 2022. And I was like, hell's bells. Mm. I'm just going to make every day great. Yeah. And then I created that list of things Uh, I I want to do every day because what I was very clear about was I wanted to have, I wanted every day to be great. Yeah. So, but I do, I have felt that. What do I want to accomplish this year? I don't want more clients, right? Yeah. Yeah. I love the clients I have. I don't, you know, all the things that I've had on my list, I'm just like, they just weren't very satisfying. Huh. So, but I think that is the key. If you're going to have a goal, it has to be something that's worth doing. And it has to be something that is really important to you. Yeah. 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 And and we read one article that basically says, make a big list of what's important to you. And mm-hmm. you don't have to censor yourself. It can be your cat. 
um, you know, whatever, time in nature. Oh, yeah, even the um, Melinda Elliott, the woman who wrote the article we were reading, uh, How to Find Your Goals in Life, she listed things that are important to her, like her central heating system Mm -hmm. and her daughter, her writing. Her cat. Her cat. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the first suggestion is really understand what's important to you and write that down. The things you love, the things you want more of, the things you can't live, you know, Mm -hmm. can't live without. And I say mine the data. That's what I say. Mine your own data. What's important to you uh, financially? What's important to you in relationships? What's important to you physically? Like, you know, great linens in your bed, right? Really soft towels. I don't know. Spiritually, right? What's important to you Mm -hmm. spiritually? What's important to you emotionally, you know, mentally? So I just think getting your own data Mm -hmm. and mining that data to really discover what is your version of Melissa's cat central air central you know what i mean yeah writing her friends her Mm -hmm. daughter like figure it out and then ask yourself she says uh why is it important yeah figure out for each item on your list why is it important because that gives you a sense of your values the things that you find most important Mm -hmm. yeah like if you have a financial goal why is it important to have that Mm -hmm. money why is it important to save that money Mm -hmm. is that financial security yeah does that allow you to do something in the future what is it yeah right why is it that you want to achieve your health goals so that you can live a longer life or you know be on less medication. Yeah. I don't know all of those things. Why are those things important to you? What right. do they give you? And again, that then daylights your goals, which whenever I do goal setting with organizations, I force them to write their goals in a very specific way. I want to do this thing. We want to achieve this thing by this date because or so that mm-hmm. because that how you finish that sentence is exactly mm-hmm. kind of what she's saying. It's why it's what's what's important what is the to why? you that's and there's where us. the motivation comes from which is the why right and that's why the headstand didn't work right because there was no why behind yeah, it yeah it was just random it was random it was random but you when you can tap into that why tap into your values then you can start to use those values to set achievable and realistic goals that get you more of what you want for the reason You've already stated for what you've articulated. For what you've articulated. Yeah. So, what do you? What do you? Yeah. What's a bite size? What's a real? What's a goal for you then? Recognizing this and why for this year? Yeah. For this coming year. Well, I'm in the process of figuring that out. It's that time of year for me. Yeah. I start thinking about it like end of November. Start looking at my journal for the past year, all that stuff, yada yada. And I'm really think that I'm just going to narrow in on. I think this year I just want to have fun. Mm -hmm. Like I just want to create like something like fun possibly every day with Mm -hmm. some big fun. So I do think that for me, 2023 is going to be the year of fun. Mm -hmm. I love that. I had a year of yes. I think I told you that. Yes, that was great. I loved your year of yes. It was just like, I just want when opportunities come my way, I want, I want to retrain my brain to say yes first rather than, uh, and I and I was kind of coming out of a pit. I was like, mm-hmm. I, I had a scarcity mindset at the time where I felt like I just didn't have enough time, money, energy, whatever for anything. So you just said yes. And I started saying yes it's to so good everything that came my way. And I loved it. Even my intention for the last couple of years of adventure. Again, it's not just it's, you know, it's not a narrowly focused, focused adventure. Like I'm not talking about bungee jumping every weekend. I'm saying through COVID. I was trying to find adventure in 
a new way of seeing my life in having experiences. How you met challenges. Yes. Right. How you met, whether you took on a work project. Yeah. And it's, you know, as I think about fun for me for 2023, what's the why behind the That's fun for me? That's what I was just going to ask you. Okay. So I'm thinking, you know, to improve relationships to make my relationships more rich uh-huh. right richer uh-huh. and so that's an important thing is to is to really just encourage those relationships i do want more variety in my life because i'm curious mm-hmm. and i like learning mm-hmm. right and those fun experiences often give me those different kind of perspectives outlooks you know whatever yes. whether i go to an art opening or i go to a concert right it just causes my mind to open even the other day remember that when we just showed up randomly at the local bike shop to listen to a oh, bluegrass super band? fun that was just super like fun do you want to just do something random right yes let's we do. go listen to bluegrass yeah yeah because it just so so for me those that curiosity that love of learning wanting relationships that's the motivation for the fun and honestly I do find my volunteer work pretty fun too mm-hmm. so when I have meaning involved in something that can be really fun for me mm-hmm. so meaning curiosity learning relationships that's why yeah, that's the why that's the why behind the fun yeah yeah i have some goals and this is not well formed at this point. Oh, yeah. I mean, clearly. I'm still working on clearly. it. Clearly. a work in progress. <laughs> and, you know, who knows? I might get to March and be like, eh, I don't want to do that. It's like the headstand. Fun exactly. is not worth it. No, but I think I have this. I have. I feel like I have been focusing. I've been thinking a lot about my long term. Like I have a five-year goal. Mm-hmm. I have a five-year plan professionally and financially that I've been pretty focused on. But I have to I have to also have interspersed in their goals like yours, fun, creativity, mm-hmm. connection, et cetera, so that I don't get myopically focused on success on this very narrow definition of success. Yeah, which is just I've got to achieve these financial and career goals yeah. in the next five years, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, yeah, no, I completely agree with that. It'll be interesting to see what happens. I've been super, super, super happy with the year of Make Every Day Great. Mm -hmm. I mean, that has been, it has been a good year for me, despite things that could have made it a not so great year. And I'm super excited to see what's going to happen with fun. And I think that's the point of goals, right? Because you've got to be excited. Yeah. Like, is this engaging? Is this exciting? Is this energizing? Um, And I think that, you know, this this path that I'm on for 2023, I think I'm going to have more creativity, more energy, Mm -hmm. interesting, more beautiful things in my life, which is, that's what I want for 2023. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to find out. I actually can't wait to be part of it too. You get to be part of it. I can't wait to be part of the fun. There's going to be some fun. And can I just say, ask you a question about last year's because you've mentioned it several times, you know, the make every day great you had some very clear parameters around what was a great day. Oh, 13 things that had to happen every day. And you checked in. I know. <laughs> I, I love a, this woman. I checked a box every day. Did I did I have more than one glass of alcohol or one drink? Or did I have how many days did I not drink? Because I know that, you know, not drinking makes my sleep better. I feel better. Mm-hmm. There's exercise on there. There's a meaningful interaction with somebody. Um, did I feel gratitude? Did I feel that sense of just gratefulness about yeah. my life? I had all kinds of things like that on my 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 13 things I wanted in every and single day. And I know day. you would also do your Sunday recap and course mm-hmm. correct. Yep. Sunday and, recap and course correct. Yeah. And yeah. again, that was all rooted in 
all of the data that we just, um, your success was rooted in what we've now explored today. It was measurable. It was meaningful to you and realistic. Mm -hmm. You had regular check-ins with yourself so you could course correct. I had a written plan. You had a written plan. Did you report out to anyone? Did I report out to anybody? No, I didn't report out to anybody. And I think on this one, like I might on fun do a report out, but on this make every day great, it just felt so intimate. I feel like you reported on yourself out to yourself. I do. Yeah. 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 Like I, I created accountability for myself. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That was great. Okay. I want to replicate that. I mean, <laughs> it might be like a dot on my calendar if I, you know, but I can't do the 13 things, but I, I really liked that. That was, you kind of checked all the boxes on that one friend. I did. I really, it was a really good for me. It worked really well to make 2022 a great year. And then we can see like, maybe, maybe you don't set goals, Karina for 2023. That's going to be super interesting. Or maybe you only have your five-year goals. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, the jury's still out on that one, but I do hope that uh, that those of you out there considering your 2023, again, set goals with a with a warning label because we do we do not need to be assholes to ourselves, right? No. We don't need to make it worse. It's, and I think that's the thing. Like we also read a lot about compassion. This is the craziest thing, right? Self compassion, like. Every single one of our like last four or five episodes has been so deeply rooted in self-compassion. Yes. It's like right next to mindfulness. And the the literature on goal setting says the same thing. Yes. Which we didn't really tap into. But seriously, you know, to close with that, I feel like whatever you do, yes or no with the goals, lead with self-compassion. The deepest of self-compassion. Do not be an asshole to yourself. No. There are plenty of assholes out there. Right. We do not need to add you to that list to we yourself. We do not need to add If that, that even makes sense. I have, we're just going to roll with it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, listeners. Yeah. Take care. Bye, KB. Karina and Kirsten Get to Work is recorded and produced by yours truly, Karina Hoyer and Kirsten Barron. Find all of our episodes anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, on our website, or email us at yougettowork at gmail.com. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening. <laughs>